your host, Lori Roddenkamp. I'm Maria Oviedo. And we have a special guest with us today. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> my noise for a special guest. Does every, does every guest get a noise? No, no. Hey, all right. Just the special one. Sweet. You want to introduce our special guest? No, you do it because it's your topic. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Oh, my God. Our special wow. guest today <laughs> is right here. The only Khalid, a.k.a. Cash Abdumali. Uh, I'm a writer and a comedian and a uh, an actor. Yeah, nice. In Los Angeles. Nice. nice. I'm on the TV sometimes. He's on the TV a lot. Focus, Maria. I am. Uh, That's what the face of this podcast. <laughs> Good luck the, the, uh, the, for the focus killings. Yeah. So it's a uh, female, uh, powerful females, female killers, basically just like females in uh, in history who have kind of gone off the deep end. Uh, yes. So what inspired you to to make a podcast about female killers. Oh, I want to. I want to answer this. You. You should answer this second. But I just want to. Thank you. I just want to say that when <laughs> Lori thought of this podcast, and when she thought of it, the way she pitched it was, she was like, "I just. I feel like a lot of the time they only portray like men being terrible people, and I want to show that women are terrible too. I feel like we should be allowed to show that." <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Guys doing, guys doing really important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're we're the other side of the of the feminist feminist movement. You yeah, know? it's like women are just as terrible as men. That's true. Yeah. Just in different ways yeah. sometimes, and sometimes in similar ways that people just refuse to acknowledge. The so. main point to bring home is that everyone is awful. Oh, people are awful in yes. general. Just exactly. terrible. Every, yeah, everyone is the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No heroes, no gods, no masters. Cash it's, has a shirt like that. Cash, where can we buy that shirt? Uh, you can buy that shirt. <laughs> I don't know. Where'd you get it? I got it from my friend Joe Dana. I do a DJ night at a bar called 82. You DJ? I DJ sometimes. Jeez, yeah. That's awesome. I do a lot of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. First Tuesdays of the month. If you're downtown and you don't know what to do first Tuesdays of the month, get your silly ass inside of 82, have a drink, play some games, and I'll play some punk rock. So that's Ooh, it. Nice. Yeah. What an endorsement. Hey, what's our topic today? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's So let's... our topic for today is the woman who's known as the grandmother of school shootings. So Brenda Ann Spencer was born April 3rd, 1962 in San Diego, California. Uh, there's not much I could find about her childhood, but the big things that I found was that she has bright red hair mm-hmm. and self-identified as having been gay from birth. Those are two, two big ones. Well, that's two good. Ones. Yeah. So uh, after her parents separated, she lived with her father, Wallace. Spencer in poverty. They slept on a single mattress on the living room floor with empty alcohol bottles throughout the house. Yikes. And another one that I forgot to add in here, but I'm not 100% sure, is that because there were some reports that said she was a single child, and then some that said that she had a sibling, either a, do- a sister or a daughter, a sister or a brother, but that they were out of the house. Okay. So, like, was it 100% oh, okay. True. Like, probably with her mom. Yeah. That right there, to me, just, there's just those two things. I feel like this is going to be some.
something that hits with a lot of this story is that like she's born in 1962 she's already like living in poverty with her dad who's a single parent you're gonna find out more screwed up shit about the dad but she's gay from birth she's um there was a documentary that I watched where the DA basically held up a picture of her because she was 16 when she did the shooting Mm -hmm. they held held up a picture of her and she has like long black hair and she's wearing sunglasses and a beanie it's like look at this this is not a normal teenage girl this is the eyes of a murderer and I'm like (laughs) literally that's every teenage girl that I hung out with you also can't see her eyes if she's wearing sunglasses yeah exactly (laughs) these are the shades of a killer yeah so it's like I think in that Ray Bad (laughs) (laughs) new new promo for Ray Bad yeah that's pretty good shootings Uh, that seems like more of an Oakley trade (laughs) that's true were they wrap around I think she was wearing Oakley there you Uh, go you see it's Orange County it's very activity driven was this Orange County oh yes no no no, San Diego County so uh, Spencer uh, reportedly took an early liking to guns and also to stories that contained violence for Christmas in 1978 her father Wallace gave her a semi-automatic 22 caliber rifle neighbors claimed that Spencer had a history of petty theft drug abuse and truancy classmates alleged that the week before the shooting Spencer said that she wanted to quote do something big to get on TV yikes so apparently she had been talking about uh, the like doing something and for example she had mentioned uh, another quote I have is that she mentioned months before that she had said one of these mornings you're going to look for me no one understands me don't have to wait very long to see what is going on with me those sound like uh, like Marilyn Manson lyrics yeah and also I think it's more like a cry for help mm-hmm. yeah. um, like they a lot of this in like the DA and like um, it's just two polar opposites the DA makers sound like a, like a psychopath and you'll find out why later on and obviously she shot up a school so I mean she's not yeah she's not fucking yeah, same she's not the same person in the world but if you look at like if you see the hit when you see the history and stuff you'll see that like it's mostly just like this is how a girl who already has like you know a tendency to violence who's uh, you know around guns a lot this is how she feels like she has to deal with you know the issues that she was dealt with right so, which I'm not saying is right but anyway so she Finale. was 16 at the time of the shooting and then one report says she weighed less than 90 pounds and she was only 5'2 that's not like a thing that like I'm 5'4 that's not a big deal but that's crazy to me like that, she's like, so a tiny. tiny yeah a tiny kid like even just like I've been told and I don't know if that's true but even just like the recoil on a rifle is crazy oh yeah I mean yeah it's a lot yeah so it's like the fact that she was able to shoot off didn't she do it from her house though yeah Okay. So that was okay. So sorry, um, let me get to it, Maria. God, uh, on January 29th, 1979. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. God damn it! <laughs> All right, let's start our Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. What's the name of the podcast? Podcast. <laughs> on, on January 29th, 1979. Which, by the way, I found out recently. I didn't realize this, so I'm not saying that. But the day that we were supposed to do, which I think was Tuesday, right? Yeah, that would have been the anniversary. The anniversary of the shooting. God damn it! I'm a but bitch. no, no, no. But I didn't know it until I was. I put it together yesterday. That's so, still. so to. But then next year is going to be the 40th anniversary wow. of the shooting. And we, <laughs> should, we should go to San Diego. <laughs> I was okay. going to say I was. I was 
Let's say we're standing. We should celebrate with that, but it feels wrong. Yeah, it's totally wrong. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> those are the weird anniversaries. Not like one year anniversary of like a relationship, but like, oh guys, yeah. this is why Brenda and Spencer shot up a school. <laughs> uh, first anniversary, paper. Um, <laughs> on January 29th, 1979, Spencer posted herself by a window in her home and began randomly shoot- shooting at Grover Cleveland Elementary School across the street. The shooting began as children were waiting outside for a pre- oh, principal man. Burton Rag to open the gate. <clears throat> the school's principal, Burton Rag, while rushing outside, was hit on the shoulder and chest with Spencer's bullets and eventually died. Michael Sucker, the school's custodian, ran outside with a blanket in order to cover Rag and keep him from going into shock, but he quickly became the second victor, victim of Spencer's shooting and lost his life. In between all the chaos, 28-year-old Robert Robb, a recent graduate of the police academy, an unfortunate name. That's um, not in there, Laurie just added that. I just add. I think it. I think it should be known. I think it should be fact. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Robert Rob. Robert Rob. Robert Robbie. His name is uh, Rob Rob. Uh, I'm just saying. Robert Rabbit. Rob, Rob, While Rob, examining Rag, Rags and Sucre's bodies were shot under his right shoulder plate. He would go on to survive, though. That's why I felt comfortable making fun of him because he survived. Robert Rabbit. Along with the. <laughs> Along with the eight uh, other children who were wounded in the incident. Oh, uh, they killed the kid. Well, they they shot the kids. Kill, no, yeah. they just they shot, shot it. Yeah. At least three of those children had abdominal wounds. A nine-year-old student, Ken Miller, was struck in the back with a bullet that exited yeah. through his chest without hitting any internal organs. Jesus. Another, Christy Buell, was shot through her abdomen in the buttocks and had to undergo surgery in order to repair her intestine. Mm. Gus Stevens, a reporter for the San Diego Evening Tribune, Tribune. Tribune. Tribune, right? Tribune. Okay. Uh, began calling around the area to gain more information about the shooting. He coincidentally placed a call to Spencer's home where she gave him exactly what he wanted. She described the shooter, a 16-year-old, and the shooter's address. Stevens realized that she gave him her own address. <laughs> he when read, he got there? <laughs> well, no, he looked it up and then he realized, oh, this is the actual address of the girl. Because he, he was like, what is in the documentary on YouTube they have? The scene where he's like, "What's your what's the address?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I have that." And he's like, "Oh, what's your address?" And she gives him the exact address. Lurs. <laughs> he recognized what was going on and requested an interview. While another staff member informed the police of the sh- situation. After firing thirty rounds, Spencer barricaded herself inside the of her home for almost seven hours, warning police that she was going to come out shooting. A hundred uniformed police and twenty SWAT team members surrounded the home. After a six and a half hour standoff, Brenda and Spencer. Spencer surrendered. Although the police officers found beer and whiskey bottles cluttered around the house, they say that Spencer did not appear to be intoxicated. That is fucked up. Yeah. So, these are the reasons that were given, or the reason, one of, uh, some reasons that were given for why, and one the one of the big oh, ones is why it's such a well-known story. So, uh, when asked why she committed the shooting, Spencer replied, I just did it for the fun of it. I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day. I have to go now. I shot a pig, I think, and I want to shoot more. I'm having too much fun. She also said, I had no reason for it and it was just a lot of fun. It was just like shooting ducks in a pond. And the cho- 
children looked like a herd of cows standing around. It was really easy pickings. So wow, I don't, dude, I don't that's know if it's, evil. if it's in here, but um, so that song I don't like Mondays by yeah. Boomtown Rats. Do you have that in here? Yeah, I have it in miscellaneous. What Boomtown Rats album is it on? Um, no, I only. <laughs> Do you really care? You're not. You don't have deep cuts. <laughs> Boomtown. Oh, okay. You guys, oh, here it is. You it, guys don't celebrate the Boomtown Rats entire catalog. Oh, okay, so it's a uh, I don't like Mondays, which inspired uh, and that inspired the song I don't like Mondays by the Boomtown Rats. The song was a UK number one single for four weeks in mid 1979. I don't like Mondays. Yeah, okay, we'll play it at the end. That's just me fucking. That's that's possibly your style of theme song. I'm sorry, I'll stop. Kids have died. Do you like Mondays? No kid died. No kid died. I'm saying kids have died. This guy kills kids. No. Kids have died. It just maybe kids, not. Well, yes, kids have died, but no kid. I don't. I wouldn't do it the story if a kid had died. That why why not? Because it's sad. Uh, uh, oh, okay. It's still sad. Good. No. When I was doing a very reasonable Bill Cosby impression last episode, <laughs> you got so upset. But now apparently, kid death. You're so a tough. white lesbian <laughs> doing a Bill Cosby. Do you it's guys? Racy when this black guy that's in the room does a Bill Cosby. So do you guys. Actually, I I don't know if you guys noticed, but I um, got a scholarship to my college from Bill Cosby and the Bill Cosby Institute. And I have him, I have his number. So if we want to talk to him about this whole thing, we possibly yes. can. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's do you, do you have, guys want me to call him? Yes. Be okay. Yeah. I mean, sure. it's, it's like late. So I can call him. Hang on one second. Okay. That ring sounds like an owl hooting. I thought it sounded like a, like a UFO. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, Bill, what's up? It's it's Cash. How you doing? <gasps> Cash, how you doing? My good friend. I'm chilling in the house, <laughs> drinking some beers, looking <laughs> around, uh, doing the thing that I do. Is Maria with you? How does he know my name? He talks about you all the time. Oh. He says you got a beautiful face and he loves your I style. Don't. Okay, can Lori, can, can I talk to him? Please talk to him. Who is this? Hi, my name's Lori. I just want to say, you son of a bitch, I hope you Burn in hell! Another day, another satisfied customer. <laughs> I got to go. That's it. All right, I will say that was a better Bill Cosby impression than what I did. It's not Everything good. is better. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hear your Bill Cosby impression? <laughs> okay. Let's have, a, let's have a Bill off. All right. That was not good, okay. by the way. All right. All right. Uh, let me think. I'm trying to think of the word that I used last. Okay. Do, 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 jello. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> I was it was great. It's that good. Okay. Do, 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 do. If, okay. Is you know what? As a white, as a white lesbian, I uh, feel like that's a pretty masterful book. Wait a minute. <laughs> You're white. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know from my red complexion I look chalked off, but I'm actually. I would have thought Native American. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I scratch myself raw all the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so back to the child killer. Um, no children were killed in the making of this episode. I'm saying that she was a child killed. She was a child who killed people. Oh, she uh, was a child. Very, that's very confusing. <laughs> Okay. To be Killer fair, children. All right. Killer child. So you're so okay. So she's a 16 year old who's at home. She's raising a fucked up environment. Uh, she. Her dad's drunk. Her dad's drunk. Somebody gave her a rifle. Her Somebody, dad gave her a rifle. Her dad, dad gave her a rifle. Dad's drunk in the other room. She's like, does is there any sexual abuse there? Well, that's what I'm gonna get to. Um. So during her pre-trial uh, psychology testing, an injury to Spencer's temporal lobe came to light. So there's a couple of they always they throw in 
in a couple of reasons. One of them is is this. We're gonna get to the sexual abuse. <laughs> Don't worry, we're gonna get to the sexual abuse. Um, <laughs> Spencer has also this stated. Me. Hang on, kids. Yeah. So we have a temporal <laughs> lobe, and then uh, with I don't like Mondays, a possible temporal lobe injury. Spencer has also stated in a letter from prison that she experiences quote grand mal seizures that she has to counteract with medications. Such a brain injury would definitely be a precursor to epilepsy, which is two to four times more common among violent offenders than the public. The lack of treatment she received for this disease to some proves the neglect that she experienced from her family and in her childhood. Psychologist Jonathan Fast introduces the idea that her brain injury abuse and the effects of it pushed her to her final actions. He believes that the shame, ridicule, and inferiority and powerlessness that she felt encouraged her to go as far as she did. In 1993, Spencer claimed that she had been under the influence of PCP and alcohol when she opened fire, adding that the state and her attorney conspired to hide her drug test results. That sounds. That last part sounds like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, the last one sounds. That's like her trying to get out of it when she's old. Yeah. We can find out, like in in the ruling that I have, you find out that they basically say that she was totally like sober. She didn't. They tested yeah. her, and she didn't. So that's why she's probably saying that. Was she a bit of a socialite? Did she have a lot of friends? No. Uh, she was a loner. She was like a one of those. She she, she was. It wasn't her the time period for her, but she would have been like a Marilyn Manson fan. Like she was just like a, a loner, very quiet. You know, just kind of stayed to herself. She sounded like one of the poor kids. I, I could say that because I was a poor kid. Like when you're a poor kid, you're not a popular kid. You know? Yeah, it's like you people know your place is shit. Yeah. Well, not my place was a shit, but like we were poor. Yeah. But like, um, you know. Yeah. So <clears throat> at a parole hearing in 2001, Spencer claimed that her violence was a result of an abusive home life in which her father beat and sexually abused her. In another letter she wrote in prison, she stated that her, quote, father had done everything a person could do to another person, the beatings, the touching, the emotional abuse, end quote. She went on to state that no one, not teachers or counselors, gave her assistance through this. So she simply thought that this was how the world and how life worked. When her father gifted her the 22 caliber rifle, she thought that she was finally telling, he was finally telling her to do it, to take her life successfully, unlike her past suicide attempts and leave the world forever. She later told prison officials she want, felt unwanted at the time of the shootings and was jealous of other youths who had someone to protect them. I mean, that's all understandable, but it's like... She also, I forgot to put this in there, I think I accidentally deleted it, but she also, what, another reason she gave was that it was, she wanted to do suicide by cop. So she was hoping that, uh, that she they would shoot her. That they so, would shoot her. But, well, I mean, if, if you hole up in your house, you don't want that at all. That's the thing, though, just, she's 16 at the time. She's not, she can't think clearly. She's yes. a six, hormonal 16 year old. Uh, so I just I feel like yeah. later, I mean, obviously I'm not her and, uh, you know, can never think like her, but I feel like late, like all these reasons that she gives later on are her trying to find the reason why she did it. Yeah. Because it could have just been like a hair trigger decision yeah. at the time. Yeah. You know? I'm sure it, popped, it probably came from something. It yeah. definitely but, came but, from abuse and stuff, but I'm saying. No, no. I, I mean, like, you know, there's like a few people that where it's like, uh, Let's say I insult you. I'm like, oh, this this food's not that great. And you could be like, you just might get really aggro depending on how you are mentally. You could just be like, well, I hope your fucking dad dies. <laughs> you know, you mean the the, the, the people? Yeah, exactly. But the people that go from zero to a hundred, they like the insult. It's like that. But this is like something in that kind of same vein, which yeah, you can just exactly. be like, you know, maybe something happened, and she was like, I'm gonna kill those kids. Yeah, I yeah. Think and you're she, just like, whoa. I don't necessarily think. I think she just wanted to inflict pain. On 
on other people. Yeah, she was in pain. Yeah, because she was in pain. But again, she reacted super hard. Oh, super terribly. Well, having worked with teenagers for like three months now at my new job, Mm -hmm. teenagers are so goddamn dramatic. Like, oh yeah, literally everything is the worst in their lives. You know, like in one thing, one day they're on top of the world, the next day it's like they want to burn everything to the ground. Yeah, and I don't remember being that dramatic, but my parents have reminded me that I was just like that. So you definitely were. You don't even know me. You're still like that. <laughs> like, one little thing that happens, you're like, this is the worst book in time of my life. And, like, you ran in the car for an hour. Okay. <laughs> Soft okay. You know what? Okay. I thought you appreciated our conversation. I do. Wow, I tweeted my neck. God damn it. It's the worst day of my life. Life sucks. Laura's um, kicking me out was, of my own house right now. I am. <laughs> I was a delight when I was a young man. And my brother was super like, I mean, he's kind of an asshole, but he was very quiet. I feel like guys, they either go, they either get aggro or they go insular. So they'll either be like super yeah. like yeah. insular and just not do it or, or they'll get super aggressive. Yeah, that's either. Yeah, that's really it. I mean. Yeah. So when with girls, it's all like... <laughs> It could be one or the other, like, five times a day. I was the worst. I was a very melodramatic. I was super melodramatic. Ugh. I I lied before. I know that I was super melodramatic. (laughs) (laughs) No. I've calmed down a lot. I would say if you met me when I was 16, like any, any of my teens, I mean, let's be honest, till I was 27, you probably would have been like, God, that girl's a handful. <laughs> Unlike now, because I'm totally laid back. It's so chill. <laughs> oh, so chill. <laughs> But what's all this sexual nonsense? Oh, so this is this was crazy. So okay, one two things that were weird is that the father apparently, well, since two thousand nine, so I don't know if the change still lives at the house across the, the same street. house. Yeah, across the street. Oh, we should definitely go down there for the fortieth anniversary. Well, the school moved. The school moved. Yeah, in. but he's there. Yeah, but the two thousand nine. I don't know. Joe I couldn't Rocks find it. Him. Is he still alive? He's apparently still alive. I couldn't what? find him since two thousand nine, since her last parole hearing. Um, and then another crazy thing was apparently. Apparently, when she first got arrested, uh, while visiting Spencer at a juvenile facility after her arrest, the father met a girl who resembled the daughter but was younger, and then went on to have a sexual relationship with this girl. Is she younger than the daughter? Yeah, I literally just said that. I know, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Pay attention. God, cash. Get it together. So what did she do? <laughs> what job is? What podcast is this? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's bloody man. Where am I? <laughs> um. So yeah, so she... That's um, awful. Does Do we know her name? No. I guess I guess that would make sense. I'm thinking that she's still alive as well. Probably. Wait, so how old approximately was the dad when she was 16? Was he in his 30s? He must have been. I, you know what? That's a good question. I didn't look it up. Jesus Christ, man. That is... That is so fucking disturbing. That's the telltale sign that he obviously... Oh, yeah. ...actually abused yeah. her. Yeah. Does, and does she ever say anything about it? Does she say anything about it? About the marriage? About the sexual abuse. Yes, I literally just read it. <laughs> Guys... <laughs> well, she says a lot of things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I can't just, keep up. Just, uh, if you need to remember, just remember the beating, the touching, the emotional abuse. The beating, the, beating, the, the touching, touching, the emotional abuse. That's his off. That's our new You see, I told you it was going to come. Yeah. I just like that we, we repeat that and I'll just go. Welcome to the Bloody Mary podcast. We're uh, doing a couple cool things over here, talking about some murder and some murder mayhem. So, uh, listen up because it's going to be a long bumper ride. 
Stab sound, gunshot. Sorry. What's that is inappropriate sex. <laughs> I'm sorry. So is that inappropriate sex? That's that's, that's the, the sound, sound for inappropriate, inappropriate sex. Alarm? Oh. Boom. Is that what you do? God. Would that be weird? That is what like, it is. <laughs> that'd be weird if uh like he first off gross. That'd be weird if yeah, he like, he made like a oh, I can't say it. It'd be weird if he made like a weird sound when he was sexually assaulting her. I think that'd be the worst thing. That would be well, you know what that's like? That's like that's like Waco. That's like, you know, playing playing music to to the torture rabbits. people. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that is. What? Like I know what you mean with uh Waco, like where they played them. The music, music to, drive, to drive people crazy and stuff like that, but yeah, it, it's just it's association. So it's just like, um, yeah, that'd be horrifying. Yeah, mean. I mean the whole thing's horrifying, but that would be the, the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. Could I? Could can I? Could, ruin, okay, this you is can ruin this is, so many things. This is highly inappropriate. You can ruin. Oh really? <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh wow, no shit, Cash. Um, like, what's the song everybody? Like? What's the sound that you? It's the best sound that we could make. What? If they were sexually assaulting you. Oh, uh, silence. I I wouldn't be able. To silence. Yeah, silence would be terrifying. Silence no. is the worst. Silence no. would be the worst. I couldn't handle. It. What, what, you want to want them to talk to you? I don't. I don't. I, 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 I don't want. I don't want them to talk to me. I want them to. I don't want it to happen. But First, I mean, because silence to me, like any any kind of t- any kind of like sound, I would then have to like carry with me. So it was grunting. If I was in another relationship uh, and somebody grunted, I'd immediately go back to that. What if it was a theme song of a show you never watch? Well, I still. You would have to. What's like, the Wings theme song? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Okay, We've never song, seen the Wings. Tony Shalhoub is a treasure. In He's great. He's What's the Monk theme song. All right. Yeah. No, that's the. Yeah. No, that's the. 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 Are the days of her Ah, that's our vibe. <laughs> You're picturing sand. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is that the fucking guy that sings the Toy Story song? Yeah. I hate that. Is that a radio movie? Yeah. He's doing uh, that damn with yeah. you, Ben. That, that is racist. Oh, man, this is that's so cool. is racist. He likes me inside this. Doing lots of things. And we're having a good time now. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. I'm having a good time now. You're not having a good time. I made a new one. Um, that's what I'm saying. Silence if, is if, the key. No, if it was me, I'd be it, making your way in the world today. It takes everything no. you got. No. I'm like, ah. Taking a break from all Okay, your are you saying what would be worst or what you would want? Because if what would be worst would be like, yeah, singing the Cheers theme song would be, would be weird. Or Golden Girls. Like, thank uh, you for being a friend. Yeah, no, the, the worst thing would be a song that you really enjoy. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why I picked the These Are the Days of Our Lives because they hate that show. But that's what I'm saying is that then. <laughs> 
You're not gonna watch it anyway. But silence, I feel like silence is worse because silence is worse. You got silence everywhere you go. Yeah, but yeah. you don't have to like. Well, that's true. I yeah. Say. yeah. All right, back to the school shooting. The DA representative <laughs> added that Spencer had complained to the police negotiator that the custodian had tried to get everybody off the school grounds. "Quote: She shot him because, by her own words, he was making it more difficult for her to shoot the kids. The number of shots fired and the number of vial hits speaks of incredibly incredible accuracy." directed shooting and these were moving target. The representative further reported that blood and urine samples taken after Spencer's arrest tested clean. He concluded that no drugs or alcohol had been taken uh, her sorry had been taken had been taken when she said she just in like Mondays. Can okay. I ask a question? Yeah. Has anyone talked to Jim Davis about this? Who? Jim Davis, the creator and cartoonist of Garfield. Oh I hate you so much. That's hilarious. I hate Mondays is the first thing I thought of. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of. No, I'm literally saying I hate you because I was like, why am I thinking that? No, it just makes sense. I hate Mondays. It's just like, oh, do you think that? I mean, I mean, what if she shot a shot at the school and she was like, I love lasagna? I agree. What if? I don't think she's a Garfield. I think she's a normal. Wait, I think she couldn't wait. handle Garfield abuse. <laughs> what? <laughs> what if all of Garfield? You're banging on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, I have stumbled upon the theory, and I'm excited. What if all of Garfield is an ode to uh, Spencer? Oh no, 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 because no, there's, there's no way uh, Garfield was made. What year was Garfield created? Yeah. Ooh, let's see. Because this, this, this was 79? This was 79? What year is oh, this? Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, it's way before. It's been published in what 78. If, what if he used, where's Jim Davis from? Is he from San Diego, California? Because what if Jim <laughs> Davis. No, I'm not banging. It's all the sound. You can see it. What if Jim Stop Davis banging. knew. Stop it. Let's 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 talk. Indiana, Marion, Indiana. Yeah. What if they were pen pals? What if Jim Davis and Brenda Ann Spencer were, were, oh, they were fair. pen pals? And and she repeatedly <laughs> no. said in her letters, "I don't like Mondays. Yeah, I, right I don't like yeah, Mondays. You know, every letter that he wrote, dear Jim, how are you? <laughs> Unfortunately, today is Monday." <laughs> October 12th. And I don't like today. So I'm writing to you just to, to pass the time. Oh, speaking of which, I'm going to, I think I might jump ahead and read this because this made me laugh so Wait, hard. I, I, real, real quick about Garfield, real fast. Yeah. There's a book called The Nine Lives of Garfield and there's some scary shit in that book. What are you talking about? Garfield? It's, it's, it's like some... It's a like, scary storybook? No, it's just it's just like Gar it's it's like different portrayals portrayals of Garfield's nine lives. One of them he's like a fucking uh, 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 a private investigator, uh, and another one he's like this cat that kills its owner. And it's You're like really into Garfield. I, I was really I was really into Garfield when I was a kid. It's a really good book. If anybody ever hears this, please go on Amazon. <laughs> it, you, like you'll you'll you'll, you'll find it for like five cents. I promise you, it is great. I have it. You'll see it. You'll see it too. Nine lives Garfield. I'm okay. It's a hell of a read. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay, Larry Rogan. Right. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> I'm okay. So this is, I'm going to jump ahead for a second. This is an excerpt from a book that I literally couldn't get past, past the, the prologue. It was so terrible. Mm -hmm. And it's called, Does Anyone Like Mondays? And it's a book of, no. supposedly about Brenda Spencer. Really? But it's so like, it's so wrong. And 
it's like literally, and it's supposed to be like a biographical, but it's about the dad. It has conversations between the dad and the daughter, and the dad's never done an interview. Like he refuses to do interviews, and mm-hmm. the daughter also hasn't really talked to anybody. Like she pled guilty, so she didn't really do any interviews besides the one where she said I don't like Mondays and her parole hearings and stuff. Like she hasn't done any interviews. Is she in solitary confinement? No, she just doesn't do interviews. I imagine she's having a very fucking rough time on the inside because if you go to jail and you're like a kid, like a kid fucker or a kid killer in male jail, you're fucked. That's it. You're at the bottom of the food chain. We'll so especially with women who can give birth, it's like, that's got to be another fucking level. Maybe see, I kind of disagree because yeah. I was thinking that, but then I saw a video of her parole hearing. Uh-huh. She looks like she's in hog heaven because she's like, she's like kind of gotten chubby, which is like, she's eaten a lot. Mm-hmm. So she, and also it's like, she's just kind of like, she seems like a lot not like good like she's obviously still got stuff to work out but I imagine because she also like imagine being gay in the 60s like mm. she must have when she got to prison when she was 16 must have been like oh thank god like I'm right <laughs> oh that's true they were yeah. probably just yeah they were probably like that's true. so well, I, I mean I don't want to talk <laughs> for her you know what when we go no, let's talk prison, for her let's talk for her talk to her next year um, let's talk for her her favorite color is green she's a bitch <laughs> but anyway so this is <laughs> a favorite color is blue for blue Monday uh so anyway, so this is an excerpt from the book, and it's terrible. <clears throat> so I'm going to read it, the, the prologue. Can I have your keys, Dad? I need to get something from the van. The teenage girl had such a sweet expression. The blue eyes of glitter, her mouth twisted in a tight grin, as if she were about to play a joke. She had a subtle wry sense of humor that she rarely displayed because she was usually depressed. It made him wonder if there was something special about this day, or maybe the next. Was she giving him a present? It wasn't his birthday or any type of holiday. Tomorrow would be January 29th. A Monday. <gasps> he felt a shudder. Brenda hated Mondays. <sighs> Brenda had little breast development, a late bloomer. She had entered puberty at age 13, but her physical development had seemed to come to a stop. That set her apart from the other girls at Patrick Henry High School, where she had no social life. So she was the only Aryan then. No. And a cruel twist... By, not you, this is all the stuff that dad's thinking about. In a cruel twist of fate, even puberty caused Brenda untold grief and pain. It was an agonizing time for her. Like clockwork, like clockwork, like clockwork, two days before her period, she would suffer cramps and midsection so excruciating that she would have to spend hours in a hot bathtub sometimes two or three times each day for days on end. The cramps worsened in recent months. It would be a time when her usually dark mood would turn to black and she would fall even deeper into her abyss, abyss of depression and despair. Okay, okay, before we start, I want to say that this is, that's not terribly written. It's just a bad, it's bad. It's just like, first off, why is the dad thinking think about his daughter's breast development? I think that's grammatically, it's, it's well put together. Oh my god, I hate you. And then shut up. Ah, it flows like the way you're reading it, it flows nicely off the tongue. I just like you right now. It's so, you know. Um, you're just picking fights. I'm not picking fights. <laughs> I think that that was nice. You know what? You're the Brenda and Spencer of this podcast. You're shooting <laughs> holes in my arguments. Who's the dad? So the what? dad wrote this. Oh, no. No, no. The guy. So this author. Peter, stop it. This author is writing from the dad's perspective. It's not but the he's dad. making it up. He's making it up. He's not a ghostwriter for the day. No, he's not a ghostwriter. 
firefighter for the dad. Oh, Why would this dad be thinking about the daughter's breast development? Because, because he sexually abused yeah, her. Yeah, yeah but that's not what he, that's not the author's trying to get to. He's trying to explain his daughter. Also, how does the dad go, oh, she hated much? Okay, then then I take, I take it back. This is badly written because he's switching between points of view, which not is only that, very but the bad for a writer. He's, yes. You know what? I expect you guys to laugh a little bit. Laugh a little I am. I'm, I was laughing at the I, I was laughing at right. Brenda had a little had had a little breast. Of, I was laughing because <laughs> it makes it sound like everybody, every other girl in her high school had like giant you know, breasts, giant cans. They were like Pamela, Pamela yeah, Anderson titties. Everybody had like fucking breasts yeah. out of your watermelon, just yeah. <laughs> bouncing around hey, up and on lawns. Like what is it called? A trampoline? Yeah, oh, and, and, and she's, yeah. she's the only one with little like yeah, titties. Yeah. Just like she's got like Deborah. Yeah. Messing early Will and Grace. It rains me in my tiny boobs. Yeah. She was not like all the other girls that chilled out so nicely over the summer. She was young, supple, sweet, but also flat chested. What was I to do? To raise her and make her in my own image. Why am I wearing her song? Uh, okay. I don't know what to do with my daughter. Now you're on Schwarzenegger. No, that's what I do. What do I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my daughter. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to get to uh, victim impact statements to keep the comedy train going. Sorry. Um, so, <laughs> yes, it's back to rulings. Um, so the commissioner read into the record several victim impact statements. One was from Wilford Zucker, son of the murdered custodian Michael Zucker. He said his wife had heard on the radio a shooting at the school and called him at work. He had gone to his parents' home to tell his mother, Valentina. We found her singing as she gardened in the backyard. The son recalled, we were all very upset and shocked on the way to the hospital because no one would tell us Michael's condition. When we arrived, we found him not in the hospital room, but down in the basement, dead. He had died trying to help the children in Principal Rack, um, killed by Miss Spencer trying to lighten up her Monday. What is the thing with the Monday? She said, I don't like Monday, so now everybody has to add that into their thing. Oh, oh, really, really, really so fucking clever. He went, had, he went, well, he's grieving. He went on to say that his father had gotten out alive from some rough times in the Pacific during World War II. He was then a part of the Allied Occupying Forces in Northern Germany, where he met his soon-to-be, his wife-to-be, Valentina. She, she, because of the language and cultural differences in the United States, always counted on him to manage their affairs. Suddenly, he was gone. I mm. think her premature death in 1991 was a, a la- least partly the result of this traumatic experience. That is very upsetting. Yeah, so... God. I just felt like it was important because you know, he... he the, both the principal and the, the custodian died trying to save people, and I think that it's just you know, as as hard as it, it, it... I keep going back to Brenda and, and her what she was going through, but then you have to also remember that she did kill two people who were, you know, just doing their jobs. Well then, and she, you know... Not stroke. She strikes terror into like the hearts of so many children. Oh, those kids are never going to be the same. Yeah. Well, her killing, her whole thing didn't make sense. That's why she. That's you know. That's why I was talking about how she just seems to be thinking of these random reasons. Even when she gave like the whole "I don't like Mondays" explanation, it's kind of like when you're like, do you remember when you're a teenager and you do something stupid? You don't want to say I don't know. You don't say I don't know. You just give all these because it felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. Because my mom's a bitch. 
bitch. And then also what I love is then like your parents or adults take it so seriously. So I bet you she was just like, I don't I don't like Mondays. And then like it livens up the day and said all that stuff. And then people were like, Oh my god, she's psychotic. And it's like, okay, she probably was just saying it. She's like she also probably wants attention, so when they do that, when she says that, they give her attention, she's like, Oh yeah, Mondays suck. Pleaded guilty to two counts of murder and assault with a deadly (laughs) weapon. She was sentenced to prison for twenty five years to life. She's currently at the California Institution for Women in Chino, California. That's not far. After becoming eligible for parole, Spencer was denied four times, including on August 13th, 2009, and will not be eligible again (gasps) until 2019. Can we, is there, do they allow audiences for parole hearings, like in executions? Mm -hmm. Don't know. Probably Probably not. And then just uh, because she's kind of quote unquote known as a grandmother of crime, grandmother of crime, grandmother of different ladies. Yeah. (laughs) Grandmother of school shootings. So I did some research and there, give or take like two, because I had to count a bunch and I'm not great at counting. She, uh, there have been approximately 310 school shootings since Brenda and Spencer. In the U.S.? In the U.S. Just the U.S. Just the U.S. Jesus. Yes, a lot. Just school shootings, by the way. Not like actual shoot like any other shooting and we were looking it up before this and the the, the biggest one was virginia tech yeah which was adults can i can i can i come back and do this again yes no i'm good i'm I'm good good. i'm good good. no of course we love you uh where can they find you on the online uh the online uh you can go on instagram and go on everything is coming up cash and you can find Cash Up Demolic. That's with a K on Facebook and Twitter at Cash Up Demolic. God, you couldn't have said that slower. Oh um, yes, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not confident in my online presence. Maria, where can you find you online? Uh, on Instagram, on Maria Felix Bot. That's B O T. And uh, Yo Maria Felix on and Twitter. Yo Maria Felix. <laughs> I'm or it might be Maria Felixio. Sorry. I'm at Lori Roggenkamp on Twitter and at Elrog on Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, check us out. Also, go to audioropenetwork.com uh, for uh, everything audio rope. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Tell me why.